Good day, Hacker Public Radio community. Hey, I'm JWP. You can reach me at jwp5 at hotmail.com. Hey, I'm doing a little episode today about Zen. I, I, I listened to uh, the uh, uh, Linux Link Tech Show, episode 507, and they had Russ on. And uh, it was great that Russ was there. I had no idea that they were doing... It, it got me thinking about Zen again. And, you know, I too had thought, wow, Zen... Uh, you know, I, I didn't know anybody that was using it in their private life really anymore. And I, uh, was a little surprised, uh, that, you know, that, uh, they had gone back to the open source model a little bit. And, uh, and so it was, it was a pretty good show. But, you know, uh, Russ, I, I thought, you know, left out some things and, uh, that, you know, normal everyday people, you know, might want to know about Zen and, and why Zen is really still with us in the, the Linux environment. And, you know, I, and I uh, compete in the enterprise space with Linux. I, I sell Linux every day and the solutions that we have and, and, and such things. And and I deal with a lot of Red Hat and a lot of SUSE. And, you know, I do sell some Windows boxes. You know, it's really basically anything in the enterprise resource management space, uh, you know, I, I really try to do. And um, so Oracle uh, has their Linux, uh, and uh, they base uh, their what they call Oracle VM uh, on Zen. And when the Linux Foundation thought that KVM was getting, you know, going to be the way, uh, they took the hooks out of the kernel or it was proposed to take the hooks out of the kernel, or they did take the hooks out for a very short time period, and Oracle paid some money through their membership in the Linux Foundation uh, to put those hooks back in uh, so that they could continue their Linux business. So while I'm not a big fan of anything Oracle, you know, I guess it did give us some choice in the open sport, open source space, but, you know, let's let's not kid ourselves. There was a commercial need... Uh, Oracle needed those hooks put back into the Linux kernel so that they could sell their Oracle VM, and the price I think was like uh, a really small amount in the in the enterprise thing, like fifty thousand dollars to do it, to hire the people to do that or whatever. And I remember reading about it. I haven't been able to find the exact source on the internet about that, but when I read that the hooks were being taken out, I thought that that was sort of the end of of Zen because then you had to recompile the kernel yourself, and then you Zen and then uh, Oracle came and did that, and you didn't have to do that anymore, and it was like a multiple choice. Um, I'm going to press a pause button. So another of the things that I thought that they didn't touch on, and, and uh, I'm not sure if it was because they just didn't have a script or because they didn't, they don't work around enterprise, or 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 they, you know, I'm just not really sure in that thing at the tech show what happened. 
right? And so I, I listened to the whole thing, and you know, I drive in my car, and so maybe it was said that um, Zen is to become a Linux Foundation collaborative project. And I got that off MarketWire, and then I went to the Linux Foundation website, and sure enough, it is a collaborative project, and there's a bunch of companies now doing stuff with Zen. Uh, Cisco, of course, you know, with their... Uh, with their management solution for how they're going to do their blade servers is is doing something there and and oracle of course is there and uh you know a bunch of companies that you you know would think that are absolutely the most evil companies in the world as far as open source goes are, are right there doing that and uh citrix is is there too uh, uh um and i do believe uh that Russ was right when he said that you know that that they're going back to the roots or trying to try to get their base back uh, because I can tell you that they weren't relevant in the enterprise space anymore. You know nobody really wants a Type One hypervisor. Uh, you know the money uh, that Red Hat wants for the Red Hat virtualization and that SUSE wants for their uh, SUSE virtualization products are very very comparable to the money that Citrix wants for theirs and. You know, if I think about Citrix, I think about a VDI. You know, I don't think about Citrix in any other space other than VDI, uh, really, really. And don't forget that Microsoft is a huge investor in Citrix. So, you know, so all that there, that, that evil is there. The Oracle and Microsoft, probably two of the most evil, you know, uh, closed uh, source companies are right there. You know, when you start talking about Zen. And, you know, money was given by Oracle. Microsoft owns a huge portion of Citrix. So, warning, warning, you know, you know, is it really open? You know, no, because Microsoft and and Oracle are given the money for this. You know, uh, they gave the Linux Foundation money for this. So, I, I don't think that it's really an open product, even though it says that it's an open product. And, you know, if you look at who's collaborating, you know, Cisco, a huge closed source company, uh, you know, with monster things, uh, Intel, you know, another really scary company when it comes to proprietary, uh, proprietary uh, things, uh, you know, and I often think about what Intel did with Itanium. And, you know, the awful, horrifying things that they did to HP and the Itinium community uh, in their development of Itinium. And so I, I really, you know, didn't get the vibe Russ was saying at all, you know, because of where the money came from to keep that project going. It's not an individual contributor thing like KVM. It, it, really, it really isn't, right? And I realize that they're thinking about that, but it's, it's just not. And, and, you know, be, be warned that, you know, if you go and you do big Zen, uh, stuff that you're helping Oracle and you're helping Citrix and in turn you're helping Microsoft, you know, and I, I just don't think that that's, you know, the way to go if you're going to be a truly open source thing. And I realize that the Linux Foundation, you know, needs money. They have to pay Linus and they have to pay a bunch of other people and they have a lot of employees that they have to pay, uh, and so they need Oracle to give them the 50000 here, and they need Cisco to give them money, and, and various other things. But, it, you know, I, I'm really becoming really, really concerned at to where 
they take the money from. And, you know, if you look at their board members on the Linux Foundation, you know, all of the people from IBM, Intel, uh, you know, HP is there, uh, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people that, you know, really don't have any business in the open source community. You know, that they're doing this at the enterprise level and they're on the board and they're giving the Linux Foundation money and there's full-time jobs there. And so it's not really a free kind of thing uh, that that people think it is. It looks just, just look at the board of directors for the Linux Foundation, you know. And, and I realize that Zen is supposed to be a collaborative thing with the Linux Foundation, but I, I, I'm really, really just not feeling it. Okay, so... Now we have, uh, um, now I've ranted a little bit about, you know, the, how the Linux Foundation makes its money and, and why it's good or bad a little bit. And I guess overall, I don't know, don't know if it's good or bad, but just remember that it was a money thing, not a, a freedom thing or not a cool thing or not something that people who wanted to go out there and do. It was something that a company needed done. Okay. So. Let's talk about a little bit about uh, hypervisors, just for a second. And uh, hypervisor, in computing, a hypervisor, a virtual machine monitor, VMM, is a piece of computer software, firmware or hardware that creates and runs virtual machines. Okay, now there's two types out there. There's a native type, which is the bare metal, and there's a hosted type. So the native type is called type 1, and the host and the type 2 is called hosted. And if you look at a schematic, you know, they both start with hardware. Okay, and then type 1 has a hypervisor, and then it branches out to uh, OS, uh, different OS GIS. And type 2 it also has, uh, um, it, it, instead of having the hypervisor smooth over it like peanut butter, it has a central OS, and then it goes out to the hypervisor uh, GIS. And so, and so VMware and KVM are type 2, and Zen is a type 1. And advantages and disadvantages. Um, I'll go over in just a second. So, I read on the internet, and it seems that uh, if it's built into the kernel, if it's not built into the kernel, so there seem, it seems to be not very clear as to if it's native or not native, if it uses the chip or not uses the chip. In the old days, the Type 1 was sort of like a peanut butter, where you spread it over the over bread and uh, you isolated everything and it really didn't matter the hardware underneath you, you just had Zen on top of it and ran your systems uh, nowadays they have virtualization built into the CPU and I know VMware uses it I know KVM uses it uh, and I couldn't can't believe that you know Citrix wouldn't have it built into to Zen as well um, the the uh, the main issue that I have is 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 who sponsors Zen, okay? Who give them the money, right? And like I said, Citrix is owned in large part by Microsoft, and 
Oracle made the donation to the Linux Foundation to put the hooks back into the kernel. And Oracle, you know, we all see how that open office versus LibreOffice thing worked out. And so, uh, buyer beware uh, on all of that. Okay. Hey, well, uh, thank you all so much for your time. Um, enjoy. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. All right. Bye now. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.